0: Can We Have It All, a business and lifestyle podcast for women solopreneurs and small business owners, inspiring you to build the business you truly want to, with tips and insights to help you flourish. Infused with positive psychology and digital marketing, Can We Have It All is the reality behind my business, alongside real-life conversations with inspirational women who are building their own vision of success. Hosted by me, Hollywood, aka The Flourish Mentor and Coach. Hi everyone and welcome back to the podcast and I am fresh, well, not so fresh because I'm full of cold if I'm totally honest, but I'm fresh out of half term here in the UK and fresh out of a successful trip up the slopes. Now for anyone who knows me or follows me or was kindly listening to me agonizing over this trip over the last few months you'll know that i don't have the best relationship when it comes to being up a mountain when it comes to skiing and when it comes to uh, throwing myself down the side of said mountain so for me to be standing here now Recording this podcast, excited to tell you that I can actually ski as a 35 year old is nothing short of a miracle and that is going to be the subject of today's podcast. The power of the science of positive psychology because it was positive psychology Amongst a few other factors, which I'll talk about as well, that has completely changed my relationship with skiing and has left me excited to go back up the mountains. So let's dive straight in. So let's give you a little bit of context first. So in a nutshell, I'm 35 and I am married to a wonderful man who... um is a snowboarder not is a snowboarder it's not his profession he is not that good and if he's listening to this rain your neck in um but he has been able to snowboard since I don't know he was a teenager a kid and he grew up in a place and with a family that had access to that kind of activity you know outdoor activities so his whole family are really accomplished um at winter sports let's put it that way skiing and snowboarding and kind of living a little bit of that life. I on the other hand grew up in northwest London so extreme shopping was about as extreme as it got for me in terms of outdoor activities. So when we started dating and I met said family um, we were introduced to the opportunity to have the occasional ski holiday or snow holiday and I would have been, I'm guessing, about 22 when we first went on a trip to see his family and go up um, and went up the slopes. And needless to say, I did a couple of um, indoor lessons, I seem to remember, and I decided to snowboard because, you know, that was what my boyfriend was doing and we'd only been dating for a year or so. And, um, you know, sort of did all right. I was fairly fit back then and sort of, you know, did all right. And we went up the mountain and on the first day, like did a little bit, did all right. On the second day, uh, he took me up the top of the mountain, which I was not prepared for in any way, shape or form, either physically or mentally. And let's just say it all went very downhill or down mountain from there. And, you know, if you've ever seen that Bridget Jones... I wish I was that good. So, you know, Q falling over, Q lots of arguments, Q crying, and hours spent trying to get down the side of this mountain and eventually needing to walk down alone because my husband had to board down to get the car to drive halfway up the mountain to meet me. Anyway, you get the gist. So, that was the start of my relationship with ski holidays. And fast forward, you know, a good few years when we had our first kid, we again had the opportunity to go skiing in France with the family. And, you know, everybody so encouragingly wanted me to learn and enjoy it. But I just had a baby. So, again, didn't go well. You know, I was in a lesson, boobs leaking thinking about breastfeeding my baby and my head and my, again my body just wasn't in the right place and this was a bit of a recurring theme we'd try every year and every year it would get decidedly worse for me and you know I'll be really honest about it and I can say it because I've spoken to my husband honestly about it um I hated it and it was depressing and I felt crap on these so-called holidays they didn't feel like a holiday for me they weren't my choice of holiday it was completely alien I was completely out of my comfort zone in so many ways and I felt pressured and then guilty because I wasn't enjoying this amazing opportunity that we had and all these kind of feelings were just looping round and round and round and basically making me completely um kind of anxious about every year when we were able to go and I think because of that sort of pressure off on myself and, and and unwittingly from others, I uh, was building up this kind of really unhealthy relationship with this idea of skiing. And I was beating myself up about it. I've realised that I'm not very good at um, not being good at something. And I was getting super frustrated with myself. So again, it was just this loop of like guilt, failure, guilt, failure. Why can't I do this? Why can't I be better? I should be enjoying this. And, you know, quite honestly, I would spend a large portion of the trip in tears and feeling completely isolated and alienated from this experience. And it was just crap. So um, again, quite honestly, when lockdown happened and we didn't have to go, it was no loss to me. I was quite happy with that idea. And then coming out of lockdown and we had the opportunity to go again with family, um, I knew that this was something my husband would want to do. It's something that we both wanted my kids to be able to at least experience and and be given the opportunity to feel like it was part of their life, which I didn't have. And therefore I knew that we would have to tackle it some way, somehow. So cue me becoming very in tune with what I actually felt about skiing and very self-aware. And cue the start of me working through it and me utilizing positive psychology to really change that dynamic and change that relationship that i had with skiing and to essentially work through and overcome a massive obstacle stumbling block fail whatever you want to call it um which i think you know is the reason i want to share this with you today because whether it's skiing for me and something completely different for you it could be in per in your personal life or in your work life the tools that i've used to overcome that and to reframe it and to um change that relationship i have with that obstacle is something that can be transferred and utilized in so many other ways as well and this is why i'm so passionate about positive psychology because it's a science that we can all learn It's not something that we rely on being born with or being innate in us. It's not a trait. It's something, it's skills, it's tools that we can all equip ourselves with to change circumstances and change feelings. So let's just delve straight into it. Um, I realised that I had to kind of peel off a lot of layers of the onion that had started to form with my relationship with skiing so there was the fact that it was alien to me I didn't grow up um with ski holidays I didn't grow up being able to do that and um, it wasn't part of mine or my family's life so it was a very alien environment so you know being up the side of a mountain with loads of snow when you're from and have always lived in in a city it's not normal right it's it's unusual it's strange so I had all of that kind of environmental issues to deal with. The second thing was I am not incredibly um, kind of brave when it comes to outdoor activities. I don't seek adrenaline rushes. I am uh, cautious by nature and so things like bungee jumping or you know crazy roller coasters with huge drops and throwing myself down the side of a mountain at speed on two pieces of wood it's not my bag, like it's just not something that I thrive in or am eager to do. So there was that. The third thing was, you know, I was trying to learn something incredibly difficult at a really challenging point in my life. So mentally challenging, you know, as I'm navigating being a mum, as I'm navigating the stresses of, you know, uh, lockdown, the pandemic, and physically challenging because, you know, my body had changed. I wasn't as fit as I was in my twenties. I, you know, (sighs) comes down to things like my pelvis alignment had changed because of giving birth. So I, the way that I felt in control of my body was very different. You know, I had the two or three years of me trying to learn out on the slopes. I had a small baby, you know, a baby in arms. I was either breastfeeding or still recovering from labour. And so all of these challenges were kind of building up. And then the final one being, I have a wonderful relationship with my in-laws and my extended family, but I felt this pressure that everybody just so wanted me to enjoy it and so wanted me to, you know, have this as part of my life that actually it was it was kind of working against me. You know, I just felt like I was failing and I felt like I had to you know, fulfill everybody's expectations and that actually it got to the point where I didn't feel like I could communicate that I wasn't happy <laughs> and that I wasn't enjoying it. And so then that became something that I was hiding from people very close to me, including my husband, you know, and I felt like I had to put on this kind of facade, which never works. If you're not expressing what you feel, you can never really come up with solutions. So the first step that, you know, psychology has really taught me, particularly positive psychology, is to really become self-aware and to really map out those layers of things that had meant that skiing was an obstacle it wasn't as simple as I don't like skiing. There were so many factors that I kind of needed to address e- each one individually. So once I had started to kind of unpick and unpeel those layers, it meant that I could actually communicate them better and use my strengths, which I'm very aware of now, particularly through psychology and positive psychology, use those strengths to kind of aid that process of um figuring out what was the next best steps. So for me, I'm a communicator, it's one of my strengths. So I realized that I had to use that strength to help this situation. So for me, it was about having a very open and honest conversation with my husband about how I felt, talking it through, processing it through with him, processing it through with some friends and using that tool of communication to, you know, voice how I was feeling about it and saying things out loud and particularly, you know, problem shared is a problem halved, right? Like particularly with someone else can already like lift so much weight off your shoulders. So rather than bottle it up, I realised that I should just be communicating about it, communicating about my fears, about the way that I struggle with it, about the fact that it wasn't my cup of tea, you know? And and actually that was a really big key to unlocking a lot of stuff because suddenly... I wasn't hiding it anymore. And I realized it wasn't wrong for me to be feeling this way just because it was different to the way other people feel about skiing. And you know, if any of you are skiers or you know skiers, people who love skiing, frigging love skiing, right? And there's not much middle ground. It's like Marmite, you love it or you hate it. And so, you know, I was only ever really talking with people who are like, oh my God, it's amazing. So it's hard sometimes when you feel different to, the curve to kind of accept that that's not a wrong thing to feel so that was a really really big kind of discovery for me like using my communication strength to kind of work through this and just as a side note if you've not done your Clifton strengths or Gallup strengths it's a really great um, tool of self-awareness and as a positive psychology coach I use that with um, my clients as well because We often don't recognise some of our natural strengths. We often don't see it because they come naturally. We don't necessarily, we're not always aware that they are our strengths. And so the Gallup strengths really help you identify what those natural talents are. And once you know what those natural talents are, you can start to apply them to negative situations or obstacles or problems. And that is exactly what I was doing here. So the next way that positive psychology helped me with kind of overcoming the obstacle of skiing was me really channeling my growth mindset. And now, you know, growth mindset is a fairly common um, expression and term that I think we're all pretty familiar with, particularly in the entrepreneurial space. You know, you either have a growth mindset or a fixed mindset. You either approach things with an opportunity to learn and develop, not fearing failure, or you think that a situation is what it is and it's never going to change and so I know that I have a growth mindset you know I don't think I would be stood here 10-12 years into entrepreneurship if I didn't and I'm super proud of that and what I realised was that I really needed to channel that growth mindset when it came to skiing so I needed to start realising that it wasn't something I was not designed for. It wasn't something that I could never do. So you know that negative self-talk? I used to tell myself, it's, it's just not you, babe. Like, you're from London. You like shopping. You like eating. Like, you're not an outdoorsy type. You know, you're never really gonna be up for this. You're never gonna enjoy throwing yourself down a mountain. You know, this isn't you. And so that is me reinforcing what was actually a really fixed mindset when it came to skiing. And being a little bit defeatist. Now I had reason, look, I'm not kind of taking away from my own feelings about it, but what I realised was actually I needed to start visualising myself as somebody who enjoys skiing and that's what I did. So before my lessons at Chill Factory, shout out, here in Manchester, I would sit in the car for a couple of minutes, I'd take a few deep mindful breaths and I would just say to myself in a little affirmation, you are good at skiing you are going to enjoy your family ski holiday. You are meant for this. You are good at skiing. You are going to enjoy your skiing family holiday. You are meant for this. And just doing that for 30 or 60 seconds and visualising myself happy on the slopes really, really just shifted that negative talk. And I made it part of my routine. So every time I went for my lesson, I turn off the ignition in the car and I do that for a minute and a half and I can tell you honestly it frigging works like it really works and so I started to channel that growth mindset I started to visualize myself as somebody enjoying and this isn't extreme I wasn't visualizing myself as some champion slalom skier throwing myself down a black run I was visualizing myself out there in the fresh air being competent at skiing, enjoying the apres ski, laughing and smiling with my family. And it really, really made a difference. And alongside that growth mindset comes resilience. Like the two are so tied in, right? Because what I hadn't really recognised was, you know, geez, I'd been trying to do this for 12 or 13 years. And that deserved a bit of recognition. You know, I didn't give up you know I was failing again and again and again and but I was building that resilience so I kept that grit I kept that determination and I kept trying it would have been totally legitimate for me at any point during those 10 years to just go "Nah, not for me not doing it again you know I'd happily sit on a beach over a snow holiday anytime it would have been a very easy option for me but instead I channeled that determination, that grit and that resilience to keep trying and following on from that positive psychology really taught me to find the joy in skiing and I mean what the joy looked like for me. So I stopped and dropped the comparison and the expectation of what it should look like and I really worked on what it would look like for me and what I realised was that the joy in skiing was about me having an amazing time with my family, having fun with my kids, letting loose, having some quality time with my husband, enjoying some fresh air, enjoying some apres ski which I'm really good at by the way and not feeling Like I had to fulfil a certain level or ability of skiing, of runs, of performance and all that jazz. So I knew that again I thrive, I'm an extrovert, I thrive with other people that I feel comfortable with, I love socialising you know, I love, um, you know, I, I'm i energised by having time with people, not the other way around, generally speaking. And so I knew that that kind of joy for me was going to come from feeling like I was part of the experience. And that actually, if I was left out of it, so to speak, or, or pulled myself out of it, that I'd feel crap, because I have FOMO, and I wouldn't want, my husband to go with the kids on his own I'd want to be there and I want to be part of it so you know what I had and what I equipped myself with before going out there was a plan b so the plan b was about how could I enjoy this trip and the environment of being in the slopes if the skiing part doesn't go well or doesn't go to plan and so I rather than in previous years where I would have felt quite trapped in an apartment up a mountain with not very much idea of what to do or how to enjoy myself I actually became really content with the idea that you know what if all else fails I will take a couple of really good books that I never have time to read I will breathe in the fresh mountain air I will go and take myself to a little bar and and sit with a glass of wine and read my books, you know, and I will meet the kids after ski school and build snowmen and make snow angels. And I, and kind of again using that visualisation of really seeing that, you know, worst case scenario is I go and just have a lovely time with myself and my family and I don't actually spend the time feeling like a failure or feeling crap that I'm not achieving something and so when I really channeled into what the joy of that trip could look like for me in both scenarios it really helped me again just take that pressure off myself and that expectation because every day I'd wake up I'd go to my lesson with an open mind but also with an awareness that do you know what if I can't do it I'm going to have a really nice trip anyway. And that made a huge, huge difference. And I've talked a lot about positive psychology here because it's been such a key part of this kind of transformation of this relationship. And I'm not going to speak too soon. I'm not 100% there yet, but it is completely turned kind of 180. I have to also recognize the fact that I've had some amazing support. So I have to shout out two fantastic teachers. So here in Manchester at Chill Factory, I worked with a teacher called Carl, who is fantastic. Carl J, if you go, ask for him, tell him Holly sent you. He's f- amazing. And I started off with group lessons, which again made me really realise how that kind of camaraderie and being in it with someone else um, was really important for me. And I did some group lessons with him For a series of weeks and then I did a few one-to-ones as well and he was so fantastic. He took the time to understand me and my relationship with skiing. He went at my pace. He helped me really build my confidence before even going out to the mountains. So shout out to Carl. And I had another fantastic teacher who I also dub my ski therapist, called Lynn, who is an amazing person out um, where we go skiing in Flaine. And he is um, has so many years behind him experience of skiing. He also has a background in psychology, and he helped me feel really confident in my voice of I am just going to take this at my pace he wasn't one of those ski instructors that teaches you then lets go and throws you down you know a blue run he just worked with me nurtured me each day helped build that confidence helped me build again that resilience and that self-awareness and understanding about my relationship with skiing and is completely like he it was so nice to feel like i had someone who had my back and who had my corner when i was like no do you know what i'm not ready for that blue run I'm going to stick to the nursery slopes. And to have somebody who supported that decision was really important to me. And again, someone that I could communicate with openly just made the world of difference. So, shout out to my two amazing teachers, Carl and Lim. And again, support wise, my husband and his family, although I have said, you know, that was part of the layers of me really kind of having almost like a negative relationship with skiing. I cannot finish this podcast without saying thank you to them because, you know, my husband listened to me as I sort of sobbed and unleashed this whole like array of, um, feeling around skiing at him. He helped me kind of figure out a plan. He supported me with the lessons. Um, he listened to me, which was exactly what I needed and his wonderful family helped make that trip fun in so many other ways and they took the pressure off me being a mum you know they helped with the kids they facilitated these lessons for me and um yeah it was a fantastic support network that I had so I feel very very lucky so I guess to finish with I suppose I've got to leave you with this picture of what the trip actually turned out like And basically, I did a lesson every morning, just an hour, nothing too much, nothing overcommitted. And I did it at my kind of peak time, which for me is mid-morning, so I didn't have to Wake up early or rush my morning routine. I could kind of ease myself into the day, head off for my one hour lesson with my amazing teacher, who just built my technique and my confidence so that I felt safe and secure in the act of skiing. So, not pushing me beyond my comfort zone, just really honing in me having a good relationship that kind of came by the end of the week, kind of second nature to know how to ski, to start and stop and feel in control when I was going down a mountain. So um, I would do my ski lesson, I would, you know, pick the kids up or meet the kids after ski school and then we'd meet everybody for a lovely lunch and a bit of apres ski and then I would head off and do whatever it was I was going to do that afternoon whilst everybody went and did their kind of big runs and that balance of feeling like I was part of the team, even though I couldn't go up the big mountains and and kind of meeting with everyone and having that social interaction was so important. And feeling like I was taking one step each day to build a better relationship with skiing really, really worked for me. And by the end of the week, I'll be honest, I was actually gagging to get on to the next slope. But I knew and I discussed with my teacher that actually leaving with a really positive relationship with skiing was better than me challenging myself on the last couple of days and and potentially not coming off the way I wanted. So I have left that ski trip excited and eager to book the next one. In fact, I'm gonna try and get out again this season if I can. Um, And keep working with that instructor and keep that guidance going to, to build myself and my confidence up even further. So it just goes to show that even at the age of 35, after 12 years of struggling with this massive obstacle and challenge for me, I've managed to turn it round through the amazing power of positive psychology and it just goes to show that if i can do it honestly you can too and i know there are so many of you that have a similar relationship to me with skiing particularly i think it's one of those things um but there'll be other things that you can probably draw parallels with after hearing what i've said today and believe me you can equip yourself with the tools to work through it and turn that situation around so i hope that's inspired you in some way Mindset and positive psychology is kind of interlinked with everything I do with my business, myself, my work, my clients and so if it's something you're ever interested in do just slide into my DMs like send me a message I I love to kind of introduce that world to other people as well. Um, But I've dropped everything that I can think of might be relevant in the show notes. Um, And I want to thank everybody for your lovely messages of support on Instagram. I had so many of you rallying me along and celebrating with my little wins up the slope. And um, it really made it all just so much more um, rewarding and amazing. So there we have it. That is how positive psychology has turned my relationship with skiing around and has left me excited to book the next trip. I never thought I'd be saying that thank you and I will see you same time next week. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast and I hope you enjoyed it and if you found something useful and inspiring then I'd really appreciate it if you could leave me a five-star review and a rating because it really helps other people hear this podcast too. And if you'd like to submit a question or a topic for discussion then just send me an email. Find me and my business information, including how to join my growing online community of entrepreneurs and content creators over on holly-wood.co.uk or over on Instagram. All the details about how to contact me and find me and follow me are in the show notes. Thank you. Have a fab week.